Ladies and gentlemen, leaders and fighters for freedom and liberty and the American dream, the best is yet to come. Welcome to Move Left Idiots, a socialist talk podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Montarulo, uh, joined here by my co-host, Comrade Dracula. Comrade, what's going on? I'm back, baby. <laughs> I'm back in Chicago. <laughs> uh, spent two weeks back home in Michigan on Saturday. Got up uh, at like 7 in the morning to hop on a train and come back. Uh, Long-ass train ride. You know how when you ride Amtrak, you got to share the same tracks as the... Um, uh, it's the freight trains, right? And occasionally got to stop and just sit there for a while while a freight train yep. goes by. Um, we had one of those, but it went for like an hour. And it was passing us and then crossing our path. So I got to like Gosh. watch the train that we were waiting for. And I would like doze off, right? And five minutes later, ten minutes later, I'd wake up. And the train's still going by. And I'm like, this same fucking train? We're still sit- sitting here, like, like right? <laughs> And I'm sitting right by one of the, because I have my bike with me, so I have to sit near it. So I'm right next to where the bathroom is on the car and where the the door separating the car from the next one is. So even when we're rolling, every five minutes I hear, (laughs) every five minutes. So I can't get any fucking sleep, so I'm exhausted. I only slept like an hour and maybe two, two and a half hours. So I'm already, I'm just like out of it, right? And I get back to Chicago, and I'm like, okay, I just want to, like, I'm, I'm hungry as hell. I'm starving. I got to ride my fucking bike home. I get home. I'm like, all right, I just want to lay down. That's all I want to do. But I, I want to check how much food I have because I, like, deliberately, when you know you're going to be out of town for a few weeks, you try to run out of food so you don't have a bunch of food sitting, you know, going to waste um, if it's sitting there without you for half a month. And um, I, I opened up the fridge door, and I'm like, holy shit, I actually have a lot of food. I had like maybe like fifty dollars worth of food in the fridge, and then I, I'm like, wait, but why is my refrigerator light off? Oh, and then shit. I'm like, oh fuck! And then I realize I like flip on a light switch, and the light switch doesn't work. I'm like, ah shit! And I I remember that I was going to check my mail before I left, and I forgot to. I totally forgot to. Um, but I kind of wasn't worried because I had read that uh, like all the all the uh, utilities in the state of Illinois, weren't allowed to shut anyone off during the pandemic, right? So I'm like, oh, I can let my electric bill slide for a while. No, no, no biggie. Um, and, you know, if you don't pay your, your cable bill, you don't pay your phone bill, they fucking text you. And they're like, hey, if you, like, your bill's overdue, yeah. press one to pay it. And you go, okay, press one. Done. Easy. Simple. Why can't the fucking electric company do that shit? That would I I would never I would just do it on command if they would just do the same shit as fucking Comcast and Verizon or whoever the fuck I'm my cell phones with. So because my phone's a piece of shit, the battery's dead, right? And I have no electricity, and it's Saturday, and I'm like, where? What the fuck do I do? I can't charge my I can't call the electric company. <laughs> you and turn can't on the get power your power turned out. Yeah, 
Yeah. So catch twenty two uh-huh. Mexican standoff, whatever you want to call that. And 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 there's nothing open here. I can't. Go, there's no fucking internet cafe or mm-hmm. just as we call them today, coffee shops. Uh, <laughs> I can't. I, there's nowhere to go. There's nowhere to go. There's nowhere to fucking go. And I'm like trying not to panic, but at the same time, I'm like, all right, MacGyver, you got to figure this shit out. How are you going to get your fucking phone charged with no electricity? And I'm like, okay, there's no electricity in the house, but I'm going to plug my phone into my computer and see if that'll charge it. And I know it will, but I know it like it, like if you're, if your laptop's plugged, plugged into power and you plug your phone in, it'll charge at like five volts, right? But mm-hmm. if your laptop's not plugged in, it, your phone's going to charge at like three volts. So like yeah. not nearly as fast. And my phone's been fucking up. The battery's fucked up. Battery indicator's fucked up. And it's also doing this thing where if the phone's totally dead and you plug it into a power source, it will not turn back on until it is recharged to 100%. Oh, fuck. <laughs> which will take like at least two hours, right? Because yeah, yeah. it's it's a piece of shit. So I plug it in. Doesn't turn on. I don't panic. Still, I'm like, all right, I got a few hours. You know, it's only and you have like, no Wi-Fi because your 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 power's out, so you can't use your computer to do it. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> now, once the phone's on, I can mm-hmm. turn on a little Wi-Fi hotspot from my phone yeah, yeah. and run that on the laptop, right? Um, so I start unpacking. I bought some shit for my bikes. I start putting that together. You know, I'm just taking my time, and. It's the phone's still not turned on. It says it's charging, but it still says the battery's dead, which is a contradiction. But uh, the phone's fucked. Finally, I'm like, okay, th- nothing's happening. So I'm gonna on my laptop try to FaceTime call my mom to, to like you know say, hey, this is why you haven't heard from me. Why you probably are wondering like why I haven't gotten home yet. And it says, um, you know, FaceTime call cannot be completed because of course it's like it's not. It's like it has to be routed through my phone to do it or something, yeah. And none of it that's not working, right? So, but even though I, I, you know, tried to FaceTime her, it said FaceTime call not completed. It made my phone turn on when I did that. <laughs> <laughs> so at least that made something happen. So I quick called her and was like, "Hey, I'm home. I'm fine. But you know, here's what's up. Here's what's happening." And. uh um, you know, just just in case my phone dies again, you don't hear from me. This is the reason why, and you know, I let her know everything. So then I called the um, uh, power company, and it's like, oh hey, you owe us hundreds of dollars. You got to pay right now. Uh, so I did. I paid them what I owed, which was several hundred dollars. And uh, you get to the end, and it goes, your your payment will be processed on the next business day, and a request to restore service will be made. The following business day, and oh, I'm Jesus like, Jesus fucking Christ! I'm like a, a city of 2.7 million people, and you can't fucking turn the power back on. Like, what? Do you, <laughs> what? <laughs> like, <laughs> I gotta wait till fucking Tuesday, and it's Saturday. So, you know, I know they have after hours people. It's just really hard to get to them, right? Yeah, you just gotta. So be I hang up. Uh, yeah, I hang up and I call back, and I kind of like you know explore the phone tree options, and there's like. Oh, to report an outage, press this. So I do, and it's it's like, oh, your address shows up as da 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 da, and I'm like, yes. And they're like, your power is out because you you didn't pay your bill. Would you like to pay your bill now? And I'm like, God fucking damn it! So there was like, there was no way around it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They fucking there was just they weren't going to do it. And I'm like, 
you know, and, and this is an old building, and they don't turn the heat on until it drops down to like forty degrees, and it was sixty, which meant that inside it was like fifty because they have to turn on the fucking heat. So I can't even turn on my goddamn space heater. So I got no electricity. My laptop's at like a quarter power. My phone. You know, it's charged up now, but that won't last, right? And, uh, you know, it's freezing fucking cold, and I've got to wait at least two days before they're going to turn it back on. So I, you know, and I'm also out of money because I've already fucking spent all my shit on the on the paying the electric company. So I call mom back, and I'm like, look, I, it looks like I'm going to have to get a fucking hotel room for the next couple of days, you know? And she understood the situation. She was like, all right, you know, like, you, you're, you know, can't... Can't use your laptop easily right now, uh, so I'll I'll book that shit for you. And I, you know, thanked her up and down for helping me out and found the cheapest hotel we could. Uh, and you know, it wasn't it wasn't nearby; it was a little ways away. And I was like, "Fuck it, whatever." I like, I'll pack all my shit back onto the bike and ride another fucking thing. Like I'm exhausted; I haven't eaten still, uh, but I just need to get somewhere, <laughs> take a shower, fucking you know, fuck this shit. So she books it, and there's an option to get a cheaper rate if you choose for your reservation to be uh, non-cancelable. Yeah, yeah. Like, like you can't cancel it without penalty or whatever the fuck. That's like a huge thing now is everyone requests like a cancelable room because of COVID. You don't know like what the situation's right. going to be. Right. But if you you know you book shit. Still, I mean, like the the cheapest hotel room you can find, and you know, like it's not a fucking crack house hotel is probably yeah. about a hundred bucks a night. hundred bucks yeah. a night is what you're to spend. Right. So I'm like, well, I'm not fucking staying here. There's no electricity and there's no heat. Um, you know, I gotta go somewhere. So I pack up all my shit, make sure I got all my stuff, you know, I'm exhausted. So I'm double checking that I'm not forgetting anything. Cause like, you know, once I get there, uh, I'm not coming back here. Right. Get all my shit done, get everything ready. Just about to put my shoes on, check my keys, wallet, phone, head out the door, and my refrigerator kicks on. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> like this is this is the point where I'm like, okay, this is some curb your enthusiasm shit now. Yeah, right. Like somebody is fucking with me. Like somebody wrote this scene, <laughs> and I'm like, are you fucking? Oh, they didn't have to fucking do anything on the next business day. Like just some computer turned it back on. On its own. I didn't have to do any of that shit. And I'm like, okay, well, I guess I'm not going to the hotel. Oh, fuck. Mom just paid for it. It's not... I can't cancel it. <laughs> like, what the fuck? What do I do? Like, what do I fucking do? Do I just call her and tell her? Like, oh, by mm-hmm. the way, uh, you just wasted $200 uh, for no reason. You know? And, and I, I called the goddamn phone uh, electric company, like, back three or four times to, to try to figure out if there was a way I could talk to somebody to be like, hey, can you turn it back on now? Because yeah. it's paid. And every time I couldn't talk to somebody, every time it was a recording saying the same thing, that it would be processed on the next business day, which was at least two days away. And I'm like, all right, well, I guess I'm just, you know, going to this fucking hotel, and <laughs> I don't want to now. I just yeah. want to be in my house because I've been gone for two weeks anyway. You know, I just want to fucking relax in my own home. God damn it. So I cross town on a bike with like all my fucking shit, which is a pain in the ass to do. Uh, sun's just gone down, but it's Saturday, so we're still rush hour traffic all day long. Uh, I'm exhausted. I haven't eaten in like 10 hours. I'm fucking sick of all this bullshit. I'm like, if I'm, I'm like just in my head, I'm like, I'm like, if one more goddamn thing happens, I'm going to fucking flip out. 
right? I'm just, I'm so over everything at this point. I'm so fucking sick of everything. And I get to the hotel, and, it, you know, the funny thing was, like, I, I already stayed in a hotel the night prior, right? Because to, to get on the train where I was that takes off at, like, 7 a.m., the nearest train close. is... It, yeah, the nearest train is like hours away from where my mother lives. Mm. So she like I had already she drove well I drove but it was her car to the hotel the night before, and it's in a college town right now. Even though colleges are not really in session, if you go to stay in a hotel in a college town, the people working the the concierge desk are going to be kids age eighteen to twenty two. That's just a given, right? And they're nice mm-hmm. and they're polite, they're wonderful. <clears throat> if you go to a hotel. In a major metropolitan city, uh, good chance your concierge is going to be two uh, elder gay men. And that's what <laughs> I got. That's what I got, uh, which is two older gay guys. And I, I come in there with my bike into the lobby. They got their COVID shield up. You know, it's like a bank teller window where you, you know, can't uh, shoot bullets through it, but apparently not a virus either. And, you know, I tell him my name. One guy starts checking me in. The other guy looks at me and goes, um, you can't bring that bike in here. And I'm like, what do you mean? It's how I got here. He goes, you can't bring it in the room. That's that's the policy. And I'm like, really? well, the, the I'm like, uh, well, I paid for the room so I can bring whatever I want in it. And it's my only source of transportation. And it, it stays with me, fellas. Uh, and they're like, well, that's, I'm sorry, but that we can, that's not the policy. You can leave it down here and we can lock it in a closet for you. And I'm like, great. On top of fucking everything, now I got to worry about whether my bike is secure and going to get stolen out of a Jesus. fucking closet or they're going to like, you know, knock something into it or chip the paint. Like that, it's just, you don't, when, when your bike is your sole means of transportation, you don't leave it with somebody else who you don't fucking know. doesn't matter if you rent yeah. the room or not. Like they're, they're, you know, they don't want like dirt or grease or oil on their carpeting or whatever, but Mm. like they're covered liability wise for any damages. I'm not covered for any damages to my fucking vehicle. Right. And I don't remember exactly. I don't remember what exactly what I said to them, but I used the, I I dropped an F bomb and I was still like, well, this is real fucking great guys. I something like that. I said something (laughs) like that. And I was like, you know what? Every other hotel I've ever stayed at has had no problem. We bring my bicycle inside. And, the guy goes, well, if you don't like our policy, if you have a problem with our policy, we can offer you a full refund without penalty. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. So that's when it was like the Kirby enthusiasm tuba started playing in my head, you know, bump, bump, bump. And I was like, you know what? You know what? I will take that cancellation. I'm out of here, fellas. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> and I just fucking marched my way out of there. Right. And I was like, oh, and by, you know, be sure to email me confirmation of that refund. <laughs> and then I was out. <laughs> so just, out. you know, it, exactly, exactly. Like you, you get fucking shit on over and over. And then like one little glimmer of twist of like chance at the end. And you're like, yes, I fucking won. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, that was my Larry David uh, Kirby enthusiasm day. Well, if you can't tell, <clears throat> there's not a ton to talk about this week on the podcast. Uh, obviously, I mean, there's a couple of big stories that that we want to get into, but uh, yeah, not not a, not a huge week, which is kind of crazy considering that uh, we only have one other. I, I was looking at the calendar. We only have one other episode. Next week's episode is the last episode before. 
the election. <laughs> and then we're fucking last episode you know. ever. We're done. We're this. Yeah, this, it's a wrap, <laughs> right? No. Um, yeah. Now, if Biden wins, I think I'm going to go uh, full communist on the on, on the old. Tw- I think apparently there's a lot of people are like. Uh, there's this big discourse now on Twitter about how Rose uh, emojis have been co-opted by liberals, which I don't really believe because, again, I think, you know, liberals would never call themselves socialists. But, uh, yeah, d- drastic you measures got, might need to be taken. You this fucking Ryan Knight guy that everyone's like, oh, he's he's changed from a resistor to a socialist. I'm like, OK, if this fucking grifter can do it and people can't tell. Like we need, we need like a, a detector. We need like a fucking real litmus <laughs> test. Because this guy, I've been watching this guy for a while. Listen to how he talks in real life. He sounds just like Booty Judge, only he says like vaguely socialist things, right? Uh-huh, yeah. But his delivery and his, his cadence of speech and the words and like the way he stresses certain words feels so overly rehearsed and staged. I'm like, there's no way this guy is in a fucking milkshake duck. Just wait, guys. Like, oh, he's got a, he's got half a million followers. Like, listen to him talk and tell me if you really think this guy's genuine. He he's the Krasenstein brothers, but one guy without the gay lisp, and nothing about him seems genuine to me. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I I, I think if nothing else, he's he like whether he actually believes in what he's talking about or not. He's certainly somebody who is capitalized on his audience to make money off of his, you know, political leanings at the time. Like, I don't know that he's not yet. Like, I I wouldn't. He's one of those people where, like, reflexively, when I see liberals shitting on him, I'm like, ah, well, you know, fuck you guys. But then at the same time, I'm like, yeah, but I'm not going to, you know, this guy. he, He has no business being at the head or near the head of any kind of movement. Like, he needs to fucking go to the back of the line and he i think he thinks he's kind of jumped to the top of the food chain because he's now claiming to be a socialist and he's got like a a big following on twitter and it's like well you've literally been involved in movement politics for five minutes like what the fuck do you think you're doing you know like exactly he's not done any organizing he's not out there in the fucking streets he's just a mouthpiece on twitter he's just a podcast whatever the fuck he does that's that's it yeah you know and that's fine if you want to do that stuff, but oh, you—that's like your get rich quick scheme too. Like yeah. that's not yeah, socialism. Yeah. That's not solidarity. Like do yeah. the fucking work, you know? Um, yeah. Be a well, be a poor broke podcaster for twenty years, and then we'll talk. <laughs> yeah. No. Right. Yeah. And then you can cash in like we did. Obviously, we're rolling in uh and all that sweet uh podcasting money from, from right. soundcloud that I soundcloud all, pays i bought us the entire Sealy dan uh royal like all the licensing for their songs so i'm fucking rolling <laughs> in it now that's how i made my money right i was actually just watching an interview with paul mccartney yesterday and he's still bitching about how michael jackson bought all the beatles publishing in like 1985 out from under him uh it's super funny how is that even possible like well, what fucking so, world do we live in that, that it, like, it's that's fucking so stupid? Well, so I mean the, the 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 copyright and publishing laws were obviously written by corporations who wanted to, you know, suck as much money as they could out of the artists. But like the Beatles, when they first got together and signed their first record contract, didn't know fuck all about publishing or anything else. And their manager at the time, Brian Epstein, his previous managerial experience was managing a record store in London. So he's not. 
you know, exactly the best manager either. And nobody fucking knew like, hey, you need to have publishing rights. So they basically just gave them away. So they they fought like for years to get the rights to own their songs. And like they, you know, the the, the publisher, the company owned them and then like they got sold. And uh, in like the 80s, like John and Yoko actually got together uh, to try to buy them back. Or, uh, Paul and Yoko, excuse me, after John had died, Paul and Yoko tried to buy them back. But Michael Jackson, having just put out Thriller and being like a, one of the richest fucking people in the world, uh, outbid them for the rights uh, on the so, advice so of Paul So Paul McCartney. doing uh, Ebony and Ivory with Michael was just like a way to kind of like Trojan horse's way into trying to buy that shit back from well, Michael Jackson. Well, no. So they were friends because they had worked together and, and Paul told him like, hey, you know, it's Paul, song publishing is actually a really lucrative industry. And Michael was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to buy your songs. And uh, Paul thought he was joking. And like years later, he fucking went and like out, like snaked it out from under him. And so, yeah, now he doesn't, he still doesn't like him, which is pretty funny. Um, but I think he's eventually bought them back because he's, you know, yeah. Paul McCartney's fucking. I'm loaded, sure that's but... the worst thing Michael Jackson ever did, right? Like, oh, that's... yeah, no, no, that's that's for sure the only, only bad thing I can think of that he's ever been associated with. Um, <laughs> Well, you know, speaking of famous pedophiles, we should actually mention the Catholic Church because uh, you, you, you were mentioning today <laughs> that the, the Pope. Uh, oh, that's <laughs> the a Pope. Low one. Low I know, I know. The Pope said, "Get gay married. You can do it now." Yeah, no, and and honestly, like we were talking about it, I think before we went on air, it was like you know, and he was like, "Oh yeah, you know," he basically came out in support of civil unions, and it's like. Yeah, it's like what, like where where have you been? But also at the same time, I mean, the fucking Democratic Party only came around to this like four years ago, five three, you know, five years ago. There's video of Hillary Clinton proudly uh, saying that she's not for gay marriage in the uh, 08 presidential debates, like right. you know, with her and Barack Obama, and like just really vile shit out of her. Well, and they say and that, all you know, the government Democrats. is. 50 years behind society you know and if if government's 50 years behind society that means the catholic church is about 500 years behind society yeah. so you know uh so francis is like 480 years ahead of of, of where the catholic church should yeah be. <laughs> he, obviously like they they fucked up in uh choosing a jesuit priest because like the jesuits are like the like the socialist jesus jew yeah version no, for of sure the most christianity actual um, jesus-like of the of the sex of christianity yeah yeah and, and if you remember pope francis like uh, a couple, few years ago wrote like a fifty thousand word long uh edict on climate change and mm-hmm. urban planning and how like urban planning how we design our cities to be more equitable uh is, is like what jesus would have wanted to, you know to fight climate <laughs> change and i'm like this guy's a fucking this guy like knows his shit this guy like is combining multiple disciplines of urban theory and climate science and like the the ethics uh you know in like elements of marxism um like this guy really he fucking gets it so so when today when i read that you know he was he was uh standing civil unions you know and saying that you know gay gay families are part of our family was part of what he said and i was like yeah (laughs) like (laughs) hello thank you pope uh, you know, like I, I wasn't also, surprised. Yeah. I was, I knew that eventually he was going to come out and do something like this and say something like this. So good for him. He also, and he also actually came out, um, uh, in basically like a, a, not long ago, a month ago or so, and talked about the failures of capitalism and how the pandemic 
has really laid that bare. So, you know, like some good shit out of him. I mean, he still fucking covers up for the pedophiles in his disgusting organization, but you know, he, though, they, like personally, because I know that. Well, he's he's been involved personally in some, you know, and again, I'm not a fucking expert, but he's obviously not as bad as his predecessor when it comes to that. But he's certainly <clears throat> been subsumed into the system as well. Like sure. it's the same shit we worried about, like, you know, man, when Bernie becomes president, he's going to have a fucking kill list. I, I, I imagine it's of a similar, <laughs> you know, similar kind well, of ilk where like, you just this, can't get away um, with it. You know, the Vatican itself is its own institution, and they have their own little, uh, you know, board of, of, of people and PR and all that kind of stuff. Because I know that this Pope <clears throat> yeah. has said things that, uh, you know, he said things on his own that the Vatican has then come out with their own press statement to basically counter and say, oh, actually, no, the Vatican does not. You know, the church does not agree with what the Pope just said, which is like, how can you fucking do that? It's so bizarre. Like he, yeah, it's, he, it's, it's the word of God. How can I'm you just... possibly contradict him? <laughs> it's so fucking stupid, the whole thing. Uh, but but no, it, 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 it is funny. It's just, yeah, I, it's kind of amazing that he got, it, it, it's, I feel like it's very much a young Pope situation where they didn't know the kind of Pope he would have been. And oh, then he just was like, surprise exactly, bitches. Like, exactly. You know? Although instead of being an asshole until it mattered and becoming good in, in that story, uh-huh. um, with Jude Law, which is actually a really good series. Great, uh, I haven't seen series. the second season, though, but the first season is really good. Uh, yeah. in, in this one, it was like, no, this guy was good all along, and they just didn't believe it. Like They were just like, oh, w- he'll be an asshole once he's in power, and he like totally uh, eschewed that. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. Um, yeah, so that that was interesting. Um Biden's cabinet picks we should talk about because, you know, we we talked about his potential list of cabinet uh, picks last week, and it was a fucking atrocious, you know, uh, barrage of of corrupt corporate, you know, CEOs and fucking like just, you know, and and NSA spooks and all kinds of atrocious uh, the, the the shit you would expect, like the worst case scenario for a Biden administration, for for an administration that Bernie Sanders is trying to fucking convince people is going to be the most progressive administration since FDR. It, it's just fucking an insult to our intelligence to even say that word, say those words out loud. But um, Politico came out with an article this week that his team is actually vetting. And this is important because that means that they are actually you know, up for consideration. It's not just a rumor. Uh, vetting uh, uh, several Republicans for cabinet positions. Uh, so from the article, among the names being floated for possible Biden uh, cabinet posts are Meg Whitman, CEO of Quibi and former CEO of eBay. I'm sure she's uh, super socialist. Uh, former Ohio Governor John Kasich, uh, you know, guy who tried to run for the Republican presidential nominee in 2016. Very John, anti-abortion. John Kasich came to my hometown uh, which is the capital of a very populous state and came to a like a brew pub that has like a 300 person capacity you know like that's how many people you can fit in the building in case you didn't know what capacity means uh, and he drew a <laughs> crowd you. he drew a crowd of 30 people <laughs> when he was running for president. So that's how popular that's how popular he is in a swing state. So, like again, what what does Joe Biden's team think he's gaining by doing this? 
he uh, just wa- he wants to be like by Republicans because he is a Republican secretly, and he feels more comfortable around them. I really it's think no that secret. That's, it's no secret. Yeah, no, I mean, no, it's not a secret, but I mean, I th- I think that's ultimately what it is. Where like I know a lot of people make hay of like, oh, he's always wanted to be liked by Republicans. That's why he was such a fucking asshole during the uh, Clarence Thomas hearings, where he would just constantly allow because he was he presided over them. He was the chair, and he basically let. The Republicans run roughshod over those proceedings. It, he, he just he he his torment is not that he wants to be liked by them; it's that he is one, and he wants and he's tormented by the fact that he has to kind of sure. basically give bo- throw bones to his Democratic quote unquote colleagues, but he really wants to just go along with whatever whatever the Republicans say. Basically, I got, I got a quote time. here from a guy <clears throat> who was who was quoted in that article. Uh, this guy's name is. Uh, Jeff Hauser, director of the Revolving Door Project, a left-leaning advocacy group founded in 2015 to scrutinize executive branch appointees. Uh, Revolving Door Project, I assume, is referring to how people flip back and forth from the private sector to the public sector and really are always just working for the private sector the whole time. Uh, His (laughs) quote is, I don't understand why somebody who says, I am the Democratic Party, would then hand benefits to someone who is not a Democrat. (laughs) Right, and again, what did they say about Bernie? He's not a real Democrat. But when Joe Biden wants to appoint Republicans, people go, "He's reaching across the aisle." Right. I mean, because this is, this... It, it's this West Wing delusion that if you get Republicans to agree with you, it means you've won them over. But the only way you get Republicans to agree with you is by becoming a fucking Republican. So you yep. didn't win them over; they won you over, and now you're the you're on the wrong fucking side of history and every goddamn other thing. Right. So, I mean, this is literally what we left. Um, I, you know, they all blend together. The the blob of the the old white potato men that ran for you know president. The the kind of the third tier ones. But it was either Steve Bullock or Mike Bennett, um, who whose big campaign pledge was like, well, I want to put together a team of rivals, Democrats and Republicans, to you know have these real nuanced policy discussions and hash it out in the uh, in the Oval Office, and then we'll we'll come to a <clears throat> consensus and that's how we'll govern um he was like i I can't remember which one it was but he was laughed out of the uh of the primaries and that's exactly what joe biden's doing like what the so so beyond john Kasich, um massachusetts governor charlie baker uh former senate for a former senator jeff flake republican from arizona uh, as well as former Republican, uh, former Representative Charlie Kent, who's a Republican from Pennsylvania, who resigned from Congress in 2018 and became a lobbyist. Uh, just, I mean, it's fucking unreal that just the level of fucking the, the mask off nature of this Biden. Like, it, it's just like the last three weeks. They're like, you know, the only way we could blow this is if nobody fucking turns out for us and nobody, you know, bothers to send in their mail-in ballots because we just depress the turnout so much that, that you know, all these polls are meaningless. Uh, and they're doing their fucking damnedest to make that happen by just being completely uninspiring fucking right wing. And what what am I voting for? Like somebody I saw somebody today <clears throat> and I don't I don't want to call her out by name because she's. A cool person, and and she's not a bad person, but she runs a very popular social media account associated with Bernie Sanders, and she posted this thing about uh, basically Amtrak released a um, a twenty thirty five uh, rail map, like a goals map, basically, um, 
like of of the kind of transcontinental like you know service they want to like setup they want to build and it's not and it's pretty similar to the that fucking awesome uh potential transit map for the the high speed rail setup that you know that people were passing around when we were you know first talking about the green new deal and kind of like the sure. on a mass low um which is like would be a fucking dream you could get you know from new york to california and like you know 10 out whatever it was it was some crazy some like really awesome like just like you know completely life-changing situation but so what was the rub well no it was it was an amtrak produced one so a it's from you know amtrak which is not a publicly owned company but b it was like it, it just it, it's not a high speed rate. It, it's just again, it's Biden's campaign trying to pass off, you know, liberal half measures and 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 you know things designed to continue to promote capitalism as a way of co opting these awesome socialist utopian you know ideas that would benefit all of society i mean the whole point of the high-speed rail was that it would be cheap and you know available to everybody and publicly owned so it wouldn't be a situation where and i and i love traveling by amtrak but again it's fucking expensive like it's not you know if that was a publicly owned thing it would be like okay well this is what it costs to actually ferry one person from here to there so this is what we'll charge it's not you know market rates dictate that you know you you want to take a train from New York to DC, so therefore it's going to be three hundred dollars since because it's a peak, you know. To, like it, it's just again, he always just co opts this uh, l- the language and the ideas of the left and tries to he basically Sorkins them like it's what Sorkin does. He he co opts left wing uh, ideals and verbiage and uh historical moments like you know obviously we're going to talk about chicago 7 at some point coming up soon um but and and he just completely changes the meanings that liberals can feel like they were always on the right side of history when meanwhile they're the ones literally standing in direct opposition to these things that we're fighting for every day and that's it's just there's nothing remotely inspiring that would make anybody want to vote for joe biden right now Unless you have a fucking pea brain and all you care about is getting rid of Trump and you don't have any kind of thoughts beyond just get get the mean orange man out of office, you know, uh, disp- you know it, it's just it makes me nuts. It just every well, day being gaslit. You know, it, at least we can take heart in the fact that Joe Biden doesn't support uh, what's her name? Notorious ACB, this this uh, far right uh, pro-choice Trump SCOTUS appoints he Biden doesn't support her does he no of course not no he, he he only said that she was a very fine woman and he has no problem with her whatsoever as he's running for the president <laughs> as, 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 as the Democrats are supposedly trying to stop her nomination from being rammed through in an unprecedented fashion a month before the fucking presidential you election. could you could like literally just clone Donald Trump and put a mustache on him and Democrats would vote for him if you told him that his name was <clears throat> you know Roger Stump, you know, like just like come up with a different name and a mustache. That's all. Well, at least he's not Trump. Like that's it's the same guy just with a mustache. No, it's not. No, it's no. It's he's a Democrat. He doesn't tweet at he's all. A Democrat. Though. Yeah, no. It, it, it's just somebody. Somebody made this fucking graphic. This cracked me up. Like it, it's one of those things where at first you're not sure if it's parody or not because it's just it's so like on the head. But it's um, Joe Biden wearing like a, a Chairman Mao outfit. Uh, with like the collar and the hat and the star, and it's like there's a like an antifa flag, but instead of the flags, <laughs> it's like an ice cream cone 
which kind of looks like a penis, right? <laughs> and it's like and the, the the title says, uh, "Be an anarcho Bidenist." Oh, good <laughs> and God. Biden, no, I Biden's like sort of there, looking like his eyes are not really focused, and he's like, "No gods, no malarkey." <laughs> So, kind of riffing <laughs> off anarchist thing, and it's it's you know it's it, it's funny, but it's true because he, the reason why he doesn't you know his team isn't trying to appeal to the left is a they don't want to, but even if they did, they wouldn't know fucking how. It would be such a like a train wreck of branding, uh, just just different things coming together that that would not fit together in any way. It's it's like you know like we talked about how the you know the FBI can't infiltrate Antifa because they you know uh, you know can't read theory. Or read enough of it to you know pass the test, but like I don't read fucking theory, and I could blend in, right? Uh, and they just like it, like they don't understand the culture, and they never will. You know, it's like yeah, hello there, fellow kids. Like it's just, it, they don't, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're just, they, they can't do it. You know, Joe Biden's people. What's their Latino outreach strategy? Oh, hire the the daughter that brags about how her father was a right wing death squad leader in Nicaragua. You know, like that, that certainly will appeal to people in Florida. Uh, <laughs> to 65 year old Cubans living it. Yeah. Who is, who fled right. with their fucking, who are still to not going to fucking vote for you because they're so fucking fascist. They're going to vote for the most fascist person possible. So you basically told all of California, all of New Mexico, all of Nevada, all of Arizona to go fuck themselves because you're chasing Florida, a state you will not fucking win no matter what happens. Yep. Yep. No, it's just it's just unbelievable. And all the polls in these swing states are tightening, but you're still the the narrative is still and again, I can't believe after 2016 they still think that this is the smart way to do it is still oh well Biden's running away with it. Look at his national poll lead. That's not fucking good because then that tells people, well, I don't need inconvenience myself to go vote if he's going to win anyway. What the fuck? Like I I don't understand Outside of, you know, the, outside of actually trying to lose, why you would continue to tout the fact that you're ahead by 15 and 20 points nationally, you're fucking not. You're ahead by three or four points in some of these polls in swing states where Trump is always notoriously underpolled because people are embarrassed to tell pollsters that they support Donald Trump. This is not like going to be the fucking slam dunk that they think it is. And until we don't have an electoral college, this is not going to, you know, go the way they think it's going to go. And it's just very, I, I, I see the I fucking, love it, the car. I know Isn't I do too, because fun? they're, they're going to be completely caught off oh, guard and it's, I, you know, election it's exactly night, what they deserve. I was just overwhelmed with joy to, to see the tears of all the people that said, we don't need your vote. Go fuck yourselves. Bernie bros, you toxic Bernie bros don't understand mainstream politics. We got this. We don't need you. And no, I mean, it's exactly what they deserve. I can't wait to see that happen again. You know, and these people are never there. They had four years to learn and they chose not to. They deliberately said, we are not going to learn anything from our fuck up in 2016. We're going to make up a fantasy about, uh, Vladimir Putin and uh, some, you know, a dozen Russian hackers who, uh, you know, stole the Podesta's emails uh, and made Hillary look bad and something about Benghazi. Uh, that That's who's to blame. And they've been setting it up 
for this again. You know, that's all it's going to be. There's no way. There's no way Joe Biden can lose because the media. Rachel Maddow told me that he's in the lead nationally. So if he loses, it's clearly Susan Sarandon's fault once again. Yeah. And the Russians who who, who created all these this fake uh, Hunter Biden. From, this is this is again this is the new fucking stupidity. Is that these Hunter Biden uh, documents that that you know were stolen off this laptop that would like I guess he'd left it with like a repair guy in New York City and like he was a Trump supporter so he leaked them to like fucking Julia all all the you know the kind of the the seedier elements of the Trump campaign. Um, but but the new funny thing is that like everyone just is taking gospel like taking it as gospel that th- that it's quote unquote disinformation but disinformation means incorrect information and like I've yet to see anyone say like oh these are fake like <laughs> like the picture of like Hunter smoke like you know with a crack pipe hanging out of his mouth and again like I, I don't really give a fuck about those things those clearly I- clearly the time traveling <clears throat> Russian hackers that try to make. Uh, Joy and Reed look like a like a uh, race, you know, bigoted, homophobic, whatever. Like they went forward in time to to <laughs> 2017 uh, while Hunter Biden was was sleeping after a hard day's work in the Ukraine and planted a crack pipe in his mouth and took a picture and then went forward in time again to 2020 <laughs> to release <laughs> that picture on Reddit. God damn it. If only we could stop the time traveling Russian hackers. It literally is like, and they'll and they'll say shit like, "Well, this is classic Russian disinformation." I'm like, "What are you talking about? Like, it's it's photographs. Like, nobody is claiming that they're photoshopped. They're actual photographs. And again, nobody fucking cares. But they're totally Streisanding, Streisand affecting this into like everyone's fucking consciousness. You know, right around the fucking a time of the election but like it, it's so dumb like what the fuck like they just can't fucking help themselves but lie about russia to continue and again it just shows you the kind of presidency that joe biden is gonna fucking run if he wins uh, just a constantly you know posture like he all he's been doing is outflanking trump to the right on foreign policy like he keeps talking about dictators like castro and maduro like it's just it's just so fucking offensive to anyone's like you know sensibilities like the shit that he says Uh, you know i I actually have a funny um ps to that story because obviously glenn greenwald's been covering this and like being like well i would just love for somebody to show me how this is actual disinformation um you know regardless of how you feel about it it's like these are actual leaks from his fucking laptop um so uh, Ken Delanian of NBC tweeted out uh, Ken, uh, Gren- Glenn Greenwald appearing on Tucker Carlson's show and reciting lines that might embarrass a Kremlin fac- uh, flack is peak 2020. <laughs> Ken Delanian, for those people that don't know, uh, was uh, fired and barred from ever reporting in the L.A. Times again because it turns out he's actually a uh, CIA collaborator <laughs> Uh, Ex-Tribune reporters, and this is from the LA Times article about severing ties with them, Ex-Tribune reporters said to have, quote, collaborative relationship with the CIA. Uh, This fucking guy who reported uh, for them from 97 uh, to to 2007, uh, and it is currently, I think, an, an AP reporter, like he's just, he still gets jobs all the time. 
would literally share stories with the CIA prior to publication in order to allow them to comment and or, you know, like stop the story from being published. And and, and that's so normal now that the idea of somebody getting fired for that in the past almost seems foreign. It's quaint. Yeah, no, it's almost quaint at this point. Now you just have the CIA... You know, owning their own newspaper via the Washington Post, right? So yeah, they're gonna cut out the middleman. Exactly. You know, Tesla's gonna start mining their own lithium now. Like, why? <laughs> why fucking pretend? You know. Well, uh, I can't oh, get it from oh, Bolivia <laughs> anymore. Which, right. Right. Which well, is and, and I love awesome. that we're gonna talk about Bolivia here in a bit, but yeah. I love that like when when reach for comment about uh, the Bolivia situation. Uh, that Tesla was like, well, we don't even we don't even get our lithium from Bolivia. We get it from Australia, and it's like as though things wouldn't change in the future, as yeah. though this is just like a, a static point upon which you would <clears throat> only rely on one source uh, is is frankly absurd. Uh, Tesla, whose stock fucking tanked uh, upon <laughs> democracy returning to Bolivia, right? Yeah. So like like we we know how the market actually works here, fellows. Yeah, well, so obviously the Bolivian elections took place uh, last week. And um, yeah, I, you know, democracy won, socialism won. Uh, you know, we, we talked about the Bolivian coup uh, last year where they forced Evo Morales out, uh, you know, obviously with the backing of the U.S. and the CIA, most likely, um, and installed this fucking right-wing military junta uh government uh this coup government uh of completely unelected uh you know ghouls and it, it's again the u.s fucking uh politicians left and right all supported it for the most part and were you know basically they, they all they all parrot the cia talking points of well you know evo morales like doesn't support free and fair elections and he needs to again it's all bullshit it's all made up the fucking oas organization of american states is, is a total front organization for the cia they only it's, exist to uh, yeah, destabilize wanna, latin america talk about them it's uh, a front implies is that they're hiding the fact <laughs> that's true the yeah. oas is has <clears throat> never been I mean, it's. I just I want to talk about them for a little bit because this was yeah, the yeah. entire predication for why a, a, a fascist military coup was acceptable, right? And I remember at the time this happening, I, I tried to talk to my mom about this, and she was, you know, so well, I don't know anything about it. I don't know anything about it. I'm like, that's why I'm trying to tell you about it, mom. And I would tell her everything, and she'd just be like, okay. And when she says okay, it's her way of saying. Uh, I, I I don't want to think about what you've just told me, mm-hmm. right? And she's like, "Well, I heard that their election was was bad, and that socialism is bad, and that you know, uh, authoritarian socialist will uh, subvert democracy, you know." And and I'm like, "That wh- who told you all that?" And she's like, "I don't know. It's just what I've heard, right?" So it's like it's just it's the, it's the vagueness of it. You have this 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 OAS organization, uh, which is you know who even fucking knows what they are, right? And they just put their their stamp of unapproval on the election, and then that's all that people need to know. They don't need to know anything else besides that, right? Well, so the OAS, the Organization of American States, is a continental organization founded on uh, the 30th of April, 1948. Uh, almost exactly one year after the foundation of the CIA, for the purposes of solidarity and cooperation among its member states within the Western Hemisphere. During the Cold War, 
The United States hoped, hoped the OAS would be a bulwark against the spread of communism. I love how they say, this is like I read this <laughs> off of Wikipedia. I love how they say the United States hoped as though they just like crossed their fingers and wondered. Yeah, right. You know, instead of like actively uh, pick and chose who would be uh, sitting on the council of the OAS to make decisions that would undermine uh, left-wing uh, governments in, in Latin America. Um, you know, certainly, we, you know, like I mean, we had a fucking a, a, a school the School of the Americas in Georgia, outside of Atlanta, to train right-wing death squads about how to go back to Latin America and murder labor leaders and murder leftists and murder socialists in order to wage a campaign of terrorism against any kind of, of left-leaning government or left-leaning uh, political or social movement. And we did that for decades. And then people were like, oh, I heard the election wasn't, wasn't legitimate. It's like, yeah. like this is this is all the same thing. The CIA, School of the Americas, the OAS is all the same conglomeration to make sure that uh, any anyone who's trying to use their own natural resources to benefit their own society and bring people up out of poverty, no, no, you're not going to do that. We're in control, right? So basically, like they they've overplayed their hand here, obviously. Uh, since the 1990s, the organization is focused on election monitoring. Uh, they are, of course, headquartered in Washington, D.C. So, basically, uh, you know, if anyone doesn't remember this, 2019, almost exactly a year ago, in October 2019, the OAS concluded that the Bolivian election was fraudulent. And <laughs> how did they conclude that? What did they do to conclude that? We're going to get to that. Uh, however, the analysis was deemed to be deeply flawed by the New York Times, who concluded that there was some fraud, but it was unclear how much or if it was sufficient to change the results of the election. Uh, the Center for Economic and Policy Research, Research concluded that, quote, it is very likely that Morales won the required 10% point or 10 percentage point margin to win outright in the first round of the election on October 20, 2019. David Rosnick, an, uh, an economist for CEPR, reported that, quote, a basic coding error was discovered in OAS's data. Instead of ordering timestamps on voter tally sheets chronologically, they were ordered alphabetically, leading to the, quote, inexplicable change in trends alleged by the OAS in the preliminary counts. Now, just to clarify, like, Whoopsie. When, when you put numbers in alphabetical order, yeah. it goes one. 11, 111, 1,011. Every, every integer that starts at number one, no matter how big the number is, is going to appear before the number two, right? So if, you, if a child looking at a spreadsheet could notice an error like that. This yeah. is not a child. This is an international election monitoring organization. That's not a mistake you make uh, on accident. That is no, something no. you do on fucking purpose, and they lied about it for months. Let's say it was a mistake. They tried to cover it up for months, right? Which tells me they knew full well. And it was only after the media, after the actual journalists, kept hammering them for months and months and months to show their fucking homework that they had to reveal that they were totally fucking wrong this entire time. Now, what, what did their, the Secretary General of the OAS, Luis Almar, uh, Almagro, say in December 2019? after they'd released their findings, but knew that they were false. The final audit report represents the integrity of the work of the organization. 
So yeah, you're <laughs> well, right. Not it, wrong. It, it, you're not wrong there. <laughs> you fucking said it. It was yeah. an evolutionary process that began many months ago, and at each step of which the organization fulfills it, its task with responsibility. Yeah, your fucking task of trying to topple a, a extremely popular left-wing president that lifted half the country out of poverty. Uh, you know, and they they say, oh, you couldn't possibly be winning by seventy five percent of the vote. That shows it must be rigged. It's like, no, if you fucking invest in the in the indigenous poor people of your country, you know, Evo Morales was the first indigenous leader of of that region in four hundred years. Like, yeah, you you're gonna be really fucking popular. Sorry, CIA, but that that's how it works when you actually help your own people. They yeah, they can't even conceive of that. But, but, but like I say that, but of course they can. That's why they, they do everything in their power to undermine and uh, depose those people and falling short of that, kill them. You know, that's the that's the plan B, uh, like they try to do for fucking years with Castro. You know, it, it's just it, it it's just so par for the course. And again. Even Morales had to step down, had to flee the fucking country. They were going to kill out of him. Fear, they're out of fear did, of fucking right wing. Did you see the video yeah. when they were trying to like arrest him and like all this like mob of people were like trying to put their hands on him and grab him? And yeah. it, his his bodyguards were like tr- literally trying to pull him out of a mob uh, of, of people trying, you know, they're going to kill yeah. him. And, like, if nothing else, it kind of proves that, like, you know, Maduro does it a little bit better because he's, he, understands that there is some element of a of of strong that you need to do to maintain your fucking uh sovereignty as, as a left-wing leader in a, in a foreign country you need to be kind of a fucking bastard to to your opponents not to obviously not to the people of your country but to the people who are trying to use oh, illegal God. means to depose you and morales right. was like a bernie sanders almost where he was just like well you know i'm gonna let yep, the like he's too he, nice he, he was too nice, and he and and they fucking ran him out and and toppled the government. Now, luckily, the OAS wasn't competent enough to rig this election, uh, and and the left wing candidate won two thirds of the vote. Uh, the the MAS candidate in the first round too. In the first he, round, like, just decimated. They, they even pulled the same shit that that Obama did with Buttigieg and Beto and and all the rest, where they had all the the right wing people who were doing bad drop out at the same time. To help like the the next best right wing person, and and they showed the vote tallies and they all matched proportionally to what they were in in last year's election, which yep. proved that like again, the OAS is completely a front. They're completely, yeah. you know, there's nothing, there's no integrity there whatsoever. They're only there to. You know, it's like NATO. Like, NATO is not a fucking alliance. It's just the United States doing whatever the fuck it wants to, you know, put its missiles wherever they want in, in Europe, pointed at, at, at Russia. Yeah. Right? That's all it is. That's all this fucking OAS is. It's it's the CIA creating an organization of men with ties on that meet once every couple of years uh, to say, you know, we're, we're concerned about uh, democratic integrity in Latin America. Like, Why? Like what? Like what? Why do you? Why do you care? Oh, because there's lithium mines down there, and now that's a hot commodity, right? So, you know, thanks to social media, like you can't hide this shit anymore. Like we can, we can, you know, Code Pink can send their own election monitors who are actually on the ground watching the votes being counted, going into the polling places, and, and say, hey. This shit's fine. Like, there's nothing, you know, like, what, what the, the thing that's really fucking scary is that even in just one year, 
of these fascists taking over in Bolivia, they already were going back to fucking do with death squads. Their interior minister is now um, apparently being blocked from fleeing the country because he's wanted or about to be wanted for uh, organizing new right-wing death squads to carry out massacres of indigenous people who were protesting against this fascist yep. government. And that's, again, something that I hope Evo Morales and other left future left-wing leaders learn from is that you don't let your opponents fucking get away with this shit. You actually use the brunt of the law and treat them the same way that the law treats the fucking poorest and least powerful people among you. Know, among you. Like, that's the kind of shit that, you know... Uh, that nobody ever fucking does when they take power, uh, you know, in this country or any other country. Obviously, we talked about, you know, we talked to ad nauseum about Obama's, you know, not prosecuting any of the Bush era torture fucking maniacs like uh, Gina Haspel, who's now the oh, CIA director. <laughs> yeah. Well, we, you know, we, we look forward. We don't look backwards. Uh, you know, we tortured some oh folks. And, Bloody Gina. Yep. Yep. It's it, it just it's it's just unreal like, like that we keep allowing them to get away with this shit and you know hey it's hey just hey gonna happen it, at just, just just lay off obama man he didn't have any scandals he didn't have any yeah scandals. no no of course of course not of course not you know just 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 to turn two wars into seven fucking deport them uh, the, the the most people out of any presidents uh you know prior or since Jail the most uh, you know, whistleblowers of any all the other presidents use, combined. I don't use understand. the most uh, use the Espionage Act on whistleblowers more times than any president <sighs> since its inception in nineteen. Renewed the Patriot you know, Act. Who does that? Oh, Obama. It must not have been bad then. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I, I do like uh, the one the one funny thing Obama said about Biden uh, that we have seen play out over the last few months. You know, by uh, Obama had the off off record comment of saying, uh, "Don't underestimate Joe Biden's ability to fuck things up." <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I don't know what's what's better, that or, or or him, you know, allegedly telling Biden off the record, you know, you don't have to do this, Joe, <laughs> when he was telling him about how he wanted to run in twenty twenty. <laughs> oh man, so good. Well, yeah, no, he didn't have to do it, but he did it. Now we're all fucking stuck with the consequences of it. So thanks again, Obama. Um, yeah. So, you know, that's that's fucking awesome and great to see. Um, and, and it's kind of crazy that that they even allowed the election to take place. But I guess it was just for, you know, to, to keep up appearances because they had so much public support from people like Joe Biden. The, uh, you mean the coup government of Bolivia? the right-wing fucking coup government. Um, they had to at least pretend to allow, you know, business to function as normal and to allow democratic elections to take place because that was the fucking, that was the call from all of the the right-wingers in the U.S. and the, you know, the Democrats in the U.S. who were, you know, claiming that Evo Morales, like, was, you know, even fucking, uh, f fucking fathead on TYT was, you know, uh, lending some credence to that about like, oh, well, maybe, you know, Evo Morales, like this, the same shit they did with the fucking Venezuelan election. It's like you, you idiots fall for this every fucking time and repeat the CIA talking points of like, oh, well, you know, uh, there were some irregularities. Like, no, there fucking weren't these, the, the, like, it, this is the fucking same play. It's so tired and uninspired and uncreative at this point that if you fall for it, you're a fucking absolute dupe like at well, this the, point the other thing that oas did or actually didn't do which totally showed their ass was that the, according to the oas charter as a <clears throat> you know as an organization that uh is it's designed quote unquote to uphold democracy if any of their 30 member states uh 
you know, subvert democracy via military coup, that is supposed to immediately uh, mean that the OAS Council ejects them from membership. And the OAS didn't do that with, with Bolivia. So clearly, they had a, a problem with their, you know, the election results, but didn't have a problem with a fucking military coup. Weird. Weird. Funny how that works. No, it is funny how that works. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, you know, happy ending at least. <laughs> happy, happy development in that story. I'm sure they'll never now, end, yeah. stop and, trying and to fucking. Is feeling safe enough, he could return to Bolivia. Which I mean, that that's it's great. Awesome. He should be fucking president still. I mean, it's ridiculous. But like you know, it's just it's it's, it's unfortunate. It's, just the idea of exile that you can, you know, can't return to your home country for fear of being murdered. Like, I wouldn't wish that on anybody. Like, you know. No, no. <laughs> that's terrible, right? Or but, fear of being you know, thrown in jail for the rest of your life, like Snowden or right. you know, Assange. Or, well, he's not. Apparently, he's, the the new guy, the, what's what's the guy's name that just won there for MAS? Uh, um, Acre? Uh, yeah, I yeah. I, I'm probably mispronouncing it. But, but when, when he was asked, he basically said, well, you know, Morales won't be a part of the government. You know, he, he's he's not in a position of power as far as being elected official anymore, because uh, he did resign, right? I mean, he was forced to resign, but he did resign, right? Um, but he will still be the head of the party of the MAS. So, like, it's not mm-hmm. like he's completely going away. He's still going to be the figurehead. He's still going to be, you know, have a lot to say. He's still going to be somebody that's going to inspire people. Um, you know, I, I think that that is, that's, that's a good thing. I don't know if you've ever heard him talk uh, but it, it's just, it's like, it's like listening to Bernie or listening to Jimmy Carter, like just completely unlike the, the mentality of people were used to being in power talking about the way government has to be or the way that things have to, you know, well, well, this, you know, it's incremental change, you know, like he's not, he's not like that at all. He's just like, no, we're going to, we're just going to do it now because we don't have to wait to do things later when we can do them now. People need help right now. So we're just going to do this right now. Well, because, yeah, and, and he's, a, you know, like we said, he's a real person with real fucking world experience and, and understanding, you know, what a, what a government is supposed to function like. You know, he was, like you said, the first indigenous president in their modern history. Same with, like, Maduro. He was a fucking, like, a union guy, and he was a bus driver. Like, he, he like he was just a, a regular guy. Yeah, who, Morales was a labor organizer. They had, a, they had somebody from Code Pink on Democracy Now! yesterday talk about how the, the CIA had a portfolio on Morales long before he was a candidate for president. They were watching him hmm. when he was a labor. Of course, that's... Of course, the CIA is watching every labor movement in the world, right? Because yeah. they know that, that that is antithetical to U.S. corporations making more profit. You yeah. know, I, I Which was is the about, CIA actually serves. Of course, you know. And it was funny because the, the next morning after this election was already called and the little fascist Gusano Barbie uh, had already conceded <laughs> the the woman who just appointed herself the the new interim president yeah um, I don't the one white Bolivia right uh, she'd already conceded and there was nothing in the U S news about it still as of noon after the election and I went and I looked I looked at all the websites I looked at CNN mm-hmm. MSNBC Fox News Yahoo News The Hill Politico uh, uh, New York Times Washington <clears throat> Post the only like none of them had a single fucking article about the Bolivia election on their homepage. CNN had one little header uh, that just said the word Bolivia, like at the top of their page. You could click on yeah. it. No context, no article, right? 
So it was like they, they hadn't gotten their marching orders because they didn't know how to fucking spin it yet. They were like, you know, I'm sure the CIA is trying to figure out, well, how can we delegitimize this? How could we call it out? And and they couldn't. It was a fucking landslide. They blew them out of the water. And they, you know, all they could finally do, the articles finally started coming out being like, well, this is, you know, democracy persisted. And then, you know, the liberals were like, see, you can vote out the fascists. And it was just like, oh, my God, don't even fucking compare Bolivia to the United States. <laughs> Yes, you can vote out the fascists when you have an an alternative option. Joe Biden is not an alternative. Joe Biden is yeah. a neoliberal that's going to enable more fascism. Um, yeah, the the popular party in Bolivia is made up of actual socialists that you know right. have have yeah been able to actually allowed to govern and show and, what the what yeah you know. and they didn't just vote. They spent the last year out there blockading streets and fighting the fucking cops and getting fucking you know murdered by doing direct action against these fascist troops right like this was this was a movement that was highly organized right it was not just voting right that was the culmination of a whole bunch of other shit um and by the end of the day at the you know the day after this election fucking chris hayes finally used his tv show to actually platform something good and ran favorable coverage of uh the election and of the of the coup, uh, enough so that my mother saw it and finally realized that everything I had told her for the last year was true. <laughs> she was like, "Oh, finally somebody with in authority has told me that this is this is true." Uh, and then of course she tells me this, and I'm like, "Oh yeah, did did Chris Hayes mention the fact that, that the U.S. is who orchestrated the coup?" And she's like, "Well, how do you know that?" I'm like, "Mom, <laughs> who has orchestrated oh, every fucking child. coup in Chile?" Honduras, Haiti, Nicaragua, like who's done every fucking coup? Yeah, no, in in, admitted in, re, in in you know FOIA requests later on. Like we know for a fact that the CIA was involved in all of those coups. Just, right. You know. And and l l get this, my mom goes, "Well, I, I've I've heard that Russia was involved in some of those." <laughs> it's like, I was like, "Mom, mom, <sighs> mom, Russia is allies with all the countries that that we are waging coups against." That is half of the reason why we're waging coups against those fucking countries is because we don't want any Soviet or Russian allies uh, in our hemisphere. That's the yeah. fucking reason. And so she actually thought about that for a minute and she goes, so why is it the CIA doesn't want there to be left wing democracies in Latin America? And it was like a real question. She was really asking this question like it never occurred to her before. And I'm like, because those countries have oil, those countries have lithium mines, those countries have natural resources that they are not letting U.S. corporations exploit, and they are nationalizing and then taking the profits and using those profits to you know, benefit their own citizens, which is something that capitalists cannot stand. They cannot stand yeah. that occurring anywhere in the world because it means that they're not making enough money. Well, and it also they net they don't you know more broadly just the the reason the U.S. has always been anti-communist is because they don't want to let the American people who are fucking being un crushed under the thumb of capitalism see a communist or a socialist government working better than our government in any other situation. So they want to immediately delegitimize it, and make it seem like those people are being you know, uh, run by authoritarians and then like, it, it's just, it's, it's all projection, but it's all just to 
protect the idea of capitalism. That's the of entire point of, of the fucking, you know, the U.S. government. I saw government. people picking trash out of a garbage truck in Venezuela. Therefore, <laughs> socialism makes people poor. Like, really? Yep. H- have you looked around at America lately where there's 40 million people on food stamps who, if it were not for our socialist food stamp program, would be picking food out of dumpsters? <laughs> Uh, yep. Not to mention that that fucking vi- video that went viral, the was kids picking fixed. trash, was completely fucking staged because yeah. th- there was a guy throwing food into the truck where these kids could have just taken the food from him, but they like let him put it in the truck, the garbage mm-hmm. truck first, and then picked it out of the trash. Like, no one would fucking do that. Yeah, <laughs> and that fucking, you know, collaborator, fucking Jorge Ramos, who's always been... Uh, the the U.S.'s spearhead, uh, you know, as a media fucking personality into these right wing fucking coup government. Like he always like he was the one who who was, quote unquote, detained by Maduro and then just mysteriously released without incident. <laughs> right. You know, fuck it. He's just was it before was or after the interview where Maduro was like, come on, you're not a journalist. Don't, don't fucking don't kill <laughs> Jorge, yourself. Everybody, Jorge, everybody knows this. You're not really a journalist. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. So good. So good. Yeah. All right. Well, so, you know, temporary good news in that situation. Uh, It was not a good week, however, for everyone's favorite uh, Clinton apologist and CNN analyst, uh, Jeffrey Tubin, because, uh, (laughs) yeah, he he had a bad week. He certainly had a bad week. So he got caught uh, uh, cranking it on a uh, on, on a Zoom call where apparently and this is the nerdiest fucking thing I've ever heard of. Like, my, I almost passed out. This is so fucking nerdy. Apparently, they're doing an election simulation, like a bunch of reporters. And I don't even really know what this entails. I assume this is some kind of like a D&D situation, but with the presidential election where they fucking game it out. Um, and I guess he thought he, his camera wasn't on. And he either nobody I th- knows I heard that he thought he was just off camera. Maybe, yeah. Nobody Which, knows exactly what happened. If but. you're setting up your camera, you're pretty aware of like where the the margin of the the frame is recording. You know, unless you like move it and didn't you know realize. Yeah, it. yeah. But, uh, if you're whatever. not looking at your thumbnail, yeah. <clears throat> so yeah, guy was jacketed. He was uh, cranking the hog, and um, I didn't know who this guy was because I don't watch CNN, and uh, you know I. I heard the name and everyone like using his name as though it was, I thought it was like a character in a TV show or something. And, uh, I mean, he's a typical <laughs> shitty neoliberal, you know, uh, television right. reporter. He's, you know, is he's, he a he pundit or an actual law. reporter? He, uh, well, who fucking, knows? I mean, nowadays he, he, he's a legal analyst. Uh, he, you know, he has a law degree from Harvard. So he's one of those fucking maniacs. Uh, cause Harvard exclusively produces maniacs. Mm. Um, he's, you know, he's been involved in like pretty landmark cases. He wrote a book about the Clinton impeachment, uh, you know, situation, trial. Oh, you told me he wrote the book that, uh, the, the, the OJ series was based on. He wrote the book people versus OJ Simpson, which they based the the series on a fucking great series. We reviewed it. Yeah. John Travolta, Cuba, 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 good engineer. Um, yeah, that, that was a good series. I, I, yeah, I should go back and listen to that. I think it was one of the Sarah one of the Paulson one of the first things awesome. that uh, I reviewed with you and Ladonna. That was a it film was. video it was, thing, yeah. and it was just uh, immensely enjoyable. But he's always been a kind of like shitty neoliberal kind of Clinton apologist in the media, and you know. Um, but so yeah, he he got caught cranking it. Nobody knows what to if it was actually to to his colleagues or if he was like had another window. Like nobody knows, and nobody really. 
wants to know, but he's he's been kind of disgraced and you know forced to resign from a bunch of things. But just thought just thought we would wallow in his a little bit. Yeah, suspend whatever. Who know? You know, <laughs> forced to go, go into seclusion into his Al Franken seclusion. <sighs> um, right. But but just so the I fact that his name is Tubin though. I know. Like people were like, "Well, that's the new word for masturbation." Is it, you're you're Wait, tubing it's it. Perfect. It sounds like it already. It sounds like a fucking euphemism for exactly tubing. Um, so I don't have much opinions. Uh, um, too many opinions about that. So I'll just let uh, the opinion of um, noted humanitarian O.J. Simpson stand in for mine. Damn, Jeffrey Tubin. And <laughs> least Pee Wee Herman was in an X-rated movie theater. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> oh, I love when shit comes together. <laughs> oh my god, Jesus Christ! Oh, I I hadn't heard that before. I didn't even know you were gonna. Play I didn't. That. I didn't listen to it either. Yeah, I just, uh, I, <laughs> it's been saving it. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> what man. if OJ was like, damn, Tubin, I cut the head off my ex-wife and <laughs> her new boyfriend, but at I'm least I wasn't that. masturbating on Zoom. Right. right. <laughs> my other favorite uh, thing about that video, because I hadn't watched it, but I saw the, the clip of it. He's wearing some polo shirt with like the, like the fucking Marines logo on it, like the military Marines, and some fucking dumb shit uh, replied to it and said, how dare you, sir? The Marines is a symbol of honor and integrity. Well, I, I have the actual tweet. I've, I've yeah, read the actual things. I'm doing it wrong. And by the way, this guy is, I didn't realize, this guy's a blue check. He's apparently some kind of a fucking author of like, you know, he writes books about, Mar- he's ex-Marine. Uh, you, don't deserve, you don't deserve to wear that eagle globe and anchor on your polo. That's for Marines, not murderers. <laughs> like, oh, um, man. Wait till he finds out. Wait till he finds out what the Marines do. <laughs> yeah, there, there's a Facebook group called... Uh, conservatives running face first into the point and missing it anyway uh that i yeah. posted the screenshot of that tweet in and everyone loved that there so um, yeah no th- this guy matthew betley uh i'm sure has killed way more people than oj <laughs> like oj's oj's killed two people this guy i'm sure has killed you know <laughs> an exponentially higher number of people than that um, i didn't kill anyone i just worked on the lunch line that fed the people that killed them so hands are clean <laughs> hands are clean <laughs> Oh man, what a fucking like! It just you know, every day, just further and further proof that we are actually, in fact, living in a simulation, and that the creator of that simulation is just given up on fucking trying to <laughs> trying to make it seem realistic. They're really we we we've really jumped the shark in the last like fucking two oh, years in this country. Did you just um, did you see this just now came out um, a few minutes ago that uh, there's a scene in the new Borat movie. <laughs> with Rudy Giuliani, where apparently he thought he was going to have sex with a 15-year-old girl and was, like, taking off his pants. And then Borat yeah, so- runs in and, and says, like, no, 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 she's 15, she's too old for you. <laughs> like, Giuliani so, so- didn't know who the fuck fucking Borat is? Well, so, so, so Borat, you know, he so Sasha Baron Cohen's coming out with a Borat sequel, and his big thing is he would dress up and like trick people into making fools of themselves. Like he, the same thing he did with that, that great Showtime series he had for that one season. Yeah. Um, uh, and, uh, but I guess in this one, he's like, he has a, Bora has a daughter. So he used her to help him like, kind of like prank these people because 
he's a much more recognizable face now. So I guess he did right. that for some of the more. Uh, I, I think he overestimated how stupid Rudy, Rudy Giuliani is because he probably could have done it himself and he would have been uh, unaware of who he was. But yeah, apparently they like they were like meeting for like an interview. She was posing as a reporter and they were meeting for an interview in this hotel room and Rudy was like hitting on her and he like had her take his microphone off and he started putting his hands down her his pants. And then I so Sasha Baron Cohen, I guess, seeing this on their hidden cameras, had to run in and be like, no, no, like in character and break it up. <laughs> but who oh knows what the God. fuck he would have actually done. It, it's just it's unbelievable. The fucking <laughs> The, the clown show that fucking runs our country you know, right now. I just hope that Jeffrey Epstein is smiling down from heaven right now, <laughs> laughing at all this, just being like, oh, you cute little so-and-sos. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely went to heaven if there is one, obviously. <laughs> Jeffrey Epstein. Uh, saving a seat for OJ. Um, <laughs> well, on that note... Uh, uh, just just, just for a second, just, just the fact that OJ Simpson is on Twitter commenting on anything <laughs> I know. and on it's anything at all in this year is fucking insane. It, <laughs> like just, just, you know, as, as crazy as all the OJ shit was that the fact that OJ can come on Twitter and be like, damn 2020, you, I might have fucked, you were way more fucked up than anything I ever right. could have done. And he's not wrong. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's 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 true. I do love that Twitter re- like stubbornly refuses to verify him, even though like obviously Toche posts videos all the time. There's like we're not going to give him a blue check as if it's some kind of like a me- like it literally is just supposed to be like no, this is actually the person that they're claiming to be. But they right. won't give him a blue check. It's funny though because I'm sure he's salty about it. Um, <sighs> but yeah, so. Yeah, I think that about does it for us this week. Um, but yeah, check out uh, look check out your feeds later in the week. We're going to be reviewing uh, the lighthouse. Uh, you know, in our kind of Halloween uh, spectacular month of uh, leftist themed Halloween uh, or uh, excuse me, leftist themed horror movies. Uh, oh yeah. And uh, oh, speaking yeah. of Halloween, did you see how the the, the guy <clears throat> that uh, was hanging off a wire off Trump Tower for thirteen hours threatening to cut the cord? and kill himself if they didn't bring Trump out to, like, talk to him. Um, they arrested him, put him in an ambulance, and then yesterday he escaped from the ambulance and said he was on it. He, he said that, like, he his mission was not yet complete, and he fled on foot. <laughs> like, if the, I was like, holy shit, it's fucking Michael Myers. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> yeah, Halloween and 2 it, and Halloween 4, he escapes from an ambulance at the beginning. Right? <laughs> I'm like, dude, um, this is so well timed. This is so and Halloween one actually. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's it's great. Uh, it's just it's just fucking hilarious. So funny. So you know, God, Godspeed to that uh, to that gentleman yeah. in, in oh, completing one other, his mission, whatever that may be. One other really cute tweet I saw that didn't go viral, which it it should. I I, I teed it, um, but. <laughs> Somebody in, in in all the the cuteness you can possibly muster on the internet, um, you know the the uh, the the phrase you know si su puede means that people you know people united will never be divided. Uh, this person tweeted out uh, <clears throat> the workers boo knighted will never be affrighted. <laughs> nice, nice. And they I had like, like a little little like ghost and uh <clears throat> jack o' lantern emoji with it too and I was like that is the 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 sweetest most wholesome thing I think I've seen all month. So, <laughs> thank you whoever tweeted that. Yeah. 
yeah all right well that does it for us this week um we will uh yeah check out your feeds later for that lighthouse cast we might do one more before the season's over and uh if you want to support the show rate review and subscribe on apple Podcasts. follow us on soundcloud soundcloud.com slash move left um we uh have a facebook group at facebook.com slash move left idiots patreon is patreon.com slash move left Merch available at tinyurl.com slash move left pod. I am on Twitter at move underscore left. And as always, I'm on Twitter at bike slutty. Yep. And the show is at move left pod. And we will see you next week.